Hello, Cross Timbers family. Welcome to episode 17 of the CT Conversations podcast. My name is Ian Harbour. I'm your host as always. And today we are talking with our Connections pastor, Chase Tremere, about his word from our summer series, Game Changers, Seven Words That Can Change Your Life. And his word was help. Wow, what a hard word for us because in order to ask for help, you have to admit that you need help. And that is very difficult, but it's so important for us to do. So I am so excited to talk to Chase about this. His message was phenomenal. If you missed it, you can go back on the podcast and listen to it. It's up and there, ready to go. And he talks about Jesus's first miracle, turning water into wine at a wedding. So fun and it's great. So I highly recommend you go listen to that if you haven't had a chance. And so without any further ado, let's hop into this conversation with Chase about this very important word, help. Enjoy. All right, so I am sitting here with Chase. Chase, why are you already laughing? Just because. <laughs> why is it funny? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a great way. It's a good start. Just start. It's a if great you're start. Starting laughing. And I need help. Good. That's why. Why do you? Okay, so that's your word. Why do you need help, Chase? There's lots of reasons. <laughs> my wife would list a lot of them as well. You're moving this weekend. I am moving. Yeah. So if anyone's completely bored on a 104 degree Saturday and want to come lift a couch, let me know. Well, there you go. Well, hey, I offered to help. You speaking did. of, and you, you said did. you already had help. See, that's the problem we have. We just turn down help. Just turn down help too much. It. Wow. <laughs> You never know. Never know what you're going to get. That's it's true. true. But man, so, okay, for real though, your word was help this weekend. I, I, we were just talking before this. Mm-hmm. Your message was incredible. I loved it. Really recommend people go back and listen to it if they haven't. Even if they have, they probably need it again. Let's just be real here. <laughs> but I would love to hear you talk about, you shared that funny story of, that, of is it your niece or just mm-hmm. like another yeah. family member? Yeah, it was my niece. Little yeah. girl who needed help pulling out the chair, uh-huh. but wouldn't admit it mm-hmm. until she couldn't do it. Yep. <laughs> so, which is usually where we all find ourselves. But I'd love to hear you talk about, oh, sorry. I'd love to hear you talk about a time in your life where you had to ask for help, but it wasn't, like, I guess there's easy things to ask for help oh, for, yeah. but there's usually there's really hard things to ask for help yes. for. And I would just love to hear a story of that in your life. Yeah. You had to ask for help, but it was really uncomfortable oh, for gosh, you to do yeah. it. Well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, like, I think I'm okay with asking for help. Yeah. That's not true. I'm lying now. I got to stop lying to y'all. Um, I can help you stop lying. Yeah, no, let's stop kidding. lying. No, I, I think like, I think for me, asking God for help has gotten to a place where I feel like it's easier. But the challenge that I feel like God has led me to is, hey, I've put people in your life. I've put these relationships around you that mm-hmm. are there to help you. And they're not a substitute for God, but they're really, sometimes they're like his answer for me. And so it's been hard for me to go and open up to those people. That's why I kind of talked about like the word help is really more of a confession. It's this releasing of, Hey, I'm, I can't do this. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm running out, whatever. And so, uh, just a really a couple months ago, um, my, my wife and I just had a baby and yep. Daisy, little Daisy James. And it's been great. It's been awesome. But, um, her work, she, she's basically a, a, 
contractor in a sense. And so uh, she didn't get any medical leave or anything like that. And we had budgeted and done all this stuff, but we had a bunch of expenses that came up. And for me, like finances always felt, it's always something that like for my family, we didn't really talk about a ton. It was kind of save your money and Mm -hmm. don't spend a lot. And, and, you know, my parents did everything they could to try to help me learn that. But, um, but I think getting into a place where I was really in need, like I've never been there before Hmm. until, you know, I got married and I'm on my own now and, and in ministry and figuring things out. But, um, like I said, just a couple months ago, we got into this place where like, it, it really was, it was like, Hey, we've cut everything out. We can, we've still got these bills. And I remember sitting on the couch one night and Serena and I were talking about it. Uh, and it, came up of like, well, why don't you go talk to this person? Hmm. Uh, and it's this person who, who, who loves me and cares about me. And um, not that they were going to write me a check or anything, but they would be praying for me. And, um, and really like they would just, they would help uh, in, in any way they could. And, and that felt hard for me because I mean, once again, releasing vulnerabilities is hard anyway, but for some reason for me, like finances feels like what's my fault. Like I shouldn't have spent Mm. something somewhere and I've got myself in a hole and and I probably had, but, but as I went and, and like really had to like build up the courage to go have this conversation with this person. Um, and I didn't know what to expect. It was just kind of like, go and have the conversation. Um, it ended up like this person prayed for me and, um, they've checked in with me. They've, I mean, they've been, they've asked how I've been doing and I've just seen God answer that really that cry for help, uh, in so many weird ways. And I'll tell you another story connected to that in the middle of that. Um, I was kind of challenged to pray specifically about what I was in need of. And I've Hmm. always been very weary of like, Okay, God, I need twelve million dollars for my private jet. You know? Do you mean be like becoming more aware of your needs? I guess. Or? Uh, well, not more aware, but like praying the like specific prayers. Oh, like God, I need this. Yes, like Help specifically, <laughs> yeah. like this yeah. is what, and, and like not just like, yeah, like. It, not just general prayers, like saying, "Hey, here's what's missing, and here's exactly how much I need, hmm. and and let's do it." And I I saw somebody um, they posted on their story about basically losing this job opportunity and it was a big one for them and they started praying about it and within an hour they'd gotten two other job opportunities that was going to pay more and i'm Mm -hmm. always like okay like (laughs) i don't know about that theology but for sure but i i kind of laughed and said okay well i'm I'm gonna pray i know what i need i've done the math like i'm gonna pray for it Mm -hmm. and i prayed a couple times like this specific number and uh and i laugh about it because i was like i don't really know if this is right like this feels weird maybe, but, um, but I, I've gone back and through basically three different ways, God has blessed us with a living situation with, um, someone blessing us financially in just this random way. I don't even Hmm. really know who it was or how we got it. And when I kind of went back and did the math, like it was more than the number that I kind of half jokingly prayed about. And I'm not, you know, not saying you can get everything you know, I absolutely always pray for, but I do think it was just this thought of like, this is what I felt like I needed. This is what I, I felt like my family needed mm-hmm. and praying for that and being aware of that and then seeing God answer. Uh, and it wasn't all in one deal. It was like, Hey, here's how this is going to end up showing up over the next 12 months. And so, um, I don't know, like it, 
it, I think it all goes back to that moment of like saying I need help yeah. and letting somebody in that could pray for my family and care about us and love, love on us. Like it really did change everything. And, and it's such a, like just having preached this message, I still feel a little embarrassed sharing that, but I also still feel even surprised that like God actually answered. Um, And so I do, I I think that's just a testament to the fact that like, you're just not, you're not gonna make it ever. Like we're always gonna need help with something. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll be different arenas in our life, different areas, different relationships, but like none of us are gonna make it. None of us are gonna be perfect, but we can ask for help. Like we can ask God for help. We can pray specific prayers. We can open and, uh, up and confess and, and let people into our life that care about us. And and like, that's what I think God's calling us to do as believers, as followers is not live in isolation, live in community um, and share your life with people. And he's gonna show up, he's gonna answer. Yeah, and it seems like in that story, I, first of all, I love that, that like you brought your knees before God and you saw him come through. I think that's just another one of those things that you can lay down and look back at God's faithfulness. And whenever you're in need or you have doubts or anything like that in the future, you can look back and say like, wow, that God came through in that. Why would he not come through in this? And I love that. It seems like there's a difference in your story between entitlement and expectation. Like mm-hmm. you didn't seem like you were entitled to anything, but you're like, maybe I should expect God to come through in this, you know, which seems sounds crazy, but it does, yeah. But, but and, you're right. Yeah. And you know, it's like what you were saying, you wanna you do want to stay away from like prosperity gospel or like name it, claim it. That's not what you're talking about. But because that to me feels like entitlement. Like, God, I deserve this, you know. So yeah, give it to a, me. That's a great way to put it. And that's not what you're talking about. You're saying like this humble, faithful expectancy for God to see your need and come through somehow, which is what God does. Absolutely. You see that over and over again in the Bible of God seeing people's needs and coming through yeah. and meeting them. And may, and a lot of times it doesn't look like what they thought it would, yep. you know, but- And it's not, yeah. it doesn't show up all in one day either. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's not like, like just walk out the door, you know, yeah. and there's, there's a golden opportunity, yeah. but you know, yeah. I love that. But I mean, so you asked this, okay. So I had this moment when you, after you were done preaching and I don't know how I missed it because you said it a thousand times as I listened to it back and I felt <laughs> dumb, but I think maybe it's cause you were talking about help that I, I was really thinking in that vein. But I realized after thinking about it that it really is a message about prayer. What you were talking to us was about prayer and bringing those needs before God. Mm-hmm. And you asked us to think about the things that we're running low on and where we go to fill it. Where do you think we go to fill the things um, that we feel low on and why do we run to things other than Jesus? And I do wanna add specifically prayer. Why is prayer typically, and I, maybe I'm just speaking for myself if I'm being honest, but the last place that we turn to when it comes yeah. to our needs and the things that we need help with. Yeah, I think that, honestly, I think the world that we live in now, there is an answer for everything. Um, it's easy to find information. It's easy to find out the why behind whatever issue we might have or problem. And so I think it's easy for us to avoid prayer, avoid God altogether, because I mean, it's one, it's not something that we can physically show somebody. It's not like well, here, here's how I'm going to get help. God, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that's hard to convince <laughs> yeah. someone of, yeah. even convince other, other believers. Yeah. Like how many times have you heard, like, 
like a group of believers, like, yeah, man, we're praying for you, but you really maybe should go do this thing. <laughs> right. And yeah. so it's like, where's that balance between that? And and I think for me, there's so many different, you know, whether it's medical deals, whether it's emotional stuff, like there's so many different solutions out there that are really great. But I think like we talked about earlier, that expectancy, like mm-hmm. starting with prayer, I do think changes everything. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not that you're choosing one or the other. It's it's the the attitude, the heart attitude that you have going into a situation. And so uh, I think it's I think it's easier. I think it's easier to turn to something mm-hmm. that is tangible. Um, you know, these are maybe really dumb or terrible examples, but uh, you know, for the person who feels like they're out of joy. They feel like mm. they're not having fun. They feel like they, um, they're just lacking a feeling that would turn to a substance. They would turn to something that, yeah. you know, makes them feel a different way. That's easy. It's easy to get. It's, it's cheap. It doesn't cost me time. It might only be 20 bucks, whatever, yeah. but it's something that's easy and it's cultural and I can just go do it. And I'm going to get an immediate result where, prayer, it's, it's the whole crock pot thing. Like Mm. it might take longer. It might take consistency. It might not, it might take not seeing results right away. Um, and and at the end of the day, as we're praying and as we're, you know, whether it's reading God's word or, or talking to people who care about us, uh, and want God's best for us that, that we have conversations with, um, a lot of times those problems don't immediately get solved. Mm -hmm. And so when that happens, it can feel discouraging enough that says, well, that, that doesn't work for me. I'm just going to go try something else. And so, uh, I, I think that that's the main, the main reason why we, we don't go to him first. Uh, and I think a lot of times culture feels like they have, they have the answer they over they is, but like yeah. the world has the answer for all these problems. We have commercials and ads and marketing and all these things that say, Hey, are you feeling this way? Well, try this product. Hey, are you feeling this way? Sign up for this deal. Uh, and, and reality is those things are temporary and, and they're not lasting. That's why gym memberships are, are so funny because <laughs> yeah. everyone signs up in January and by the end of the year, it's, literally down to like a quarter of the people who signed up yeah. and half of the quarter are people who just pay and don't even go to the gym. And so <laughs> right. I, I think there's, there's this easiness of making the the quick way, the easy way out of paying and just doing this, but it's not lasting like, like that consistent prayer, that consistent going to God and, and really that posture that, that position of saying, hey, whatever I'm doing today, whatever I'm dealing with this in this season, I'm gonna start with going to God and trusting that he's with me. Yeah, I know for me, I feel like I get stuck in this mentality that what I can see is all that there is. You know, like I'm stuck in like this physical world, obviously, you know, yeah. uh, but it's, I, I, it's so easy for me to just skip over any sort of spiritual realities of like, if there's a problem, there's a way I can fix it or mm-hmm. someone else can fix it. Yep. Um, and usually that, like you said, exactly what you said, it seems easier just to go get the product that fixes that. Or like if I'm having an existential problem, run to something else that fixes that, yep. you know? But as believers, like we believe that like there's a God who is personal and involved and cares about us and, has control of everything. And we don't, I think a lot of running to that is like trying to pretend that we have control of everything. Mm -hmm. And prayer is releasing control and saying, no, I don't have control. And sometimes prayer can feel like a waste of time to me, if I'm being (laughs) honest, because it's just me sitting there alone in silence, talking, hoping someone's hearing me. When you could be doing something to fix your problem. When I could be someone to fix it, exactly. (laughs) You know, but like, 
I think part of that is it's not a waste of time because I'm surrendering my time over to God and saying, I'm not in charge of this time. You're in charge of this time. I, I can't fix this problem. You can fix this problem. Mm-hmm. It's that whole self-sufficiency versus dependency thing of mm-hmm. like, are we really the center of the universe? Are we really in control of everything? Or is God able to to come in and come through the way he says he is? Yeah, and I think a little nugget that is could take an entire day to really think through, but like it kind of begs the question then are our problems really our problems or is there something bigger? Mm. You know, is, is the problem really what I what I can see or is there something deeper? Yeah. Um, and and I love, you know, shout out to, to Carlos's book, Kill the Spider, the, the whole thought of, you know, you've got these cobwebs and you can go clean the cobwebs up, but they're gonna come back because you yeah. didn't kill the spider. Mm-hmm. It's like we see problems as being the thing that's, easy to solve when really the the problem is the source of those problems it's the thing that that is where those problems are coming out of it's it's not just oh I, I don't like my job it's something much deeper than that that is hard for us to take time and dig into mm-hmm. because that's when we really we really know what to pray then we really know what needs to be released we really know what we can take to God and so I think that's a, a good question as we're looking at these things we talk about like we said if if we all need help in something, yeah. then what is that in our life that we feel like we need help in? And is that really the problem? Is there something deeper? Something under that. Yeah. yeah I think that's huge. And so when you were talking on, when I heard you uh, preach on Thursday, I, I kind of thought to myself, and I know there's there's two kinds of people and I know which category I fall into. There's kind of <laughs> two kinds of people. There's those who are always trying to listen, but never really doing anything, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. They're always trying to hear like the perfect word from God, but they're never going out there and taking action. And this comes from your your point, listen, then do, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And then there's those people, and this is me, who are never listening and always doing, you know? Like <laughs> I, it's hard for me to slow down and really ask God, like, what is, what do you want in this situation? Or, or can you help me through this? I'm going to go out there and fix it myself. Yeah. And that's really the camps that I feel like people fall into. Mm-hmm how can we start to balance that listening and the doing that you were talking about? And when we're listening, how do we even know that we're hearing from God and not just our own thoughts or the words of someone else, but like we're hearing from God? Yeah, so a couple of things there. I think the there's a really practical piece of, like you said, it's an, there's an order, it's listen and then do. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. there's the practical piece of creating time to listen. And um, I had a, a, a friend who messaged me just yesterday after the message asking about this because they had never prayed before about needing help with the situation in their life. Hmm. Um, they didn't know how to pray. They didn't know what to do. And and same thing I've said in the sermon, same thing I told them, same thing I would say now is you've got to create space. And it's not you know, five hours every morning, you know, right. it could literally be right. 10 minutes of waking up and, and stopping and just saying, hey, God, I need help in this today and and I'm ready to hear you. Um, and I think that that leads, like you said, okay, well then what, how do I know if I'm hearing him? Mm-hmm. And we actually talk about this in, in Pathway. Um, there's some really, really great and easy tools out there, but the, the kind of main thing to focus on when we get these thoughts from God is, okay, is this something that's pulling me toward him? Hmm. Is this something that is drawing me nearer to him? Uh, or is this something that's pushing me away? Uh, is this something that's making me feel shamed? Uh, and we talk about in class, the difference between guilt and shame. Guilt is not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the spirit's job is actually to, to convict sinners, like to convict sinners. Yeah. And so, 
this idea of, okay, guilt, it's actually a pulling in of, man, I don't feel great about this because I know I, I really messed up and I dishonored somebody. I dishonored my family. I know that by doing this, like, I really wasn't hearing God in that situation. That's a good thing because mm-hmm. we can we can look at that and and make those strides to to act better next time. Where shame says, "Oh, well, I really messed up, and there's no turning back like, now. You're it's a over. bad person. Yep, I'm yeah, bad. Exactly. I can't fix this. It's done." Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a good question to ask: Is okay? Is this thought pulling me closer to God, or is this thought pushing me away? Hmm. Um, and then I, I, there's this verse that that talks about that for a believer, for a follower of Jesus, that the Spirit of God dwells inside of us. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we think voice of God, we make the Morgan Freeman joke and it's like, oh, it's a booming <laughs> yeah. voice. That's not gonna yeah. happen. Um, but I believe the spirit dwelling in us, the thoughts that we have, they might be our thoughts or they could be God speaking to us uh, through our thoughts. So mm-hmm. it could be the simple, simple thing like we talked about of, man, I've got this thought that I should be slow to speak, slow to, to get angry. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily my thought. That's something that I've read in God's word but God's helped me remember that in that moment. And so Mm -hmm. uh, I think a lot of times it's taking our thoughts and putting them up against that formula of, okay, I'm having this thought, it might be from God, but is this pulling me closer to him or is this pushing me away? And that that one question right there is typically the the easy answer for knowing, man, is this is this something God's speaking to me or is this something that that I'm thinking on my own? And uh, I think that right there will change change the hearing from God. Um, and and it, I think it'll help us also, like you said, to go and then act on that, not to act on what we feel like we need to do or act on what we, we've we seen ourselves do before. We'll just do it again and try to do better, but more saying, hey, this is what I just heard and this is all I know how to do. And typically it's a lot easier and it's a lot simpler than, than what we try to go do on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and I think, you know, I mentioned it in the message that, just opening up the New Testament, opening up Jesus's words. He's already told us so many things. Yeah. Uh, do I need to help the, the the hurting person that I see at the store? Yes. yes. I don't have to <laughs> yeah. stop down. Yeah. I don't have to pray about that. Like he's already he's already told me. And so I think getting really familiar and and taking time. And if it's I mean, read a verse a day, read a chapter a day, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. But opening up God's word. And spending time reading through it, and that's a great list of knowing things that God's already spoken to us that we can then go and act on and do. Yeah, I think when we're having trouble knowing if we're hearing God or not, we have to ask ourselves, have we heard God's word? I feel like we have to know God's word to hear God's words, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. of just like, well, what is God? Is God speaking to me? Well, do you know God's voice? You know, like he has spoken Mm -hmm. and he's going to keep speaking to you through that. And he'll take that and apply it to your specific instance, you know? And so- That's really good, yeah. I I think that's a really important place to start. And like you said, it is in our thoughts, but a lot of times he's- applying specific things to our lives, you mm-hmm. know, that, that he's already said to us. Yeah. I think that's huge. And you made a point, and honestly, of everything you said in your message, I think this was the one that stuck out to me, is you said a good servant does what the master says. Mm. And it just goes to your the doing part of what you were talking about. Like when God says something, we do it, you know, and not out of like this begrudging obedience, you know what I mean? But out of like a willing, God, I know this is what you have for me. I know this is the best way to do it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have too specific of a question for this. I really just want to hear you talk more about that because you talked about like the DNA strand, which I thought that was so, I've never heard that before. I mm-hmm. loved it, of friendship and surrender. Like you're surrendering, but as to a friend, not as to like kind of a, a taskmaster, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
why is it so hard to, I mean, I guess we already kind of talked about this, but like going to Jesus instead of trying to fix our needs on our own, do we see, is there a way that we're seeing God that keeps us from wanting to submit to him yeah, rather absolutely. than coming to him as a friend? Nobody wants to submit to anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's, so like true. that's just, that's, that's not fun. That doesn't sound good. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound like fun. And it sounds like what you mentioned earlier, that someone else is in control. I'm not. And so, you know, the, the thought of, of inviting people in and, and showing people the love of God, like, it's really great, but there's this kind of like point where it comes down to saying, okay, like part of following God is, is surrender. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's surrendering to a different master, but here's where I think people miss out is you're already surrendered to a master. Mm-hmm. You might be surrendered to a lot of different masters. The thing that we get is a choice. Like we yeah. get to choose, okay, am I going to follow this loving God who, you know, master sure, but a loving God who sent his son to die for me, who wants my best beyond what I could even think is my best, mm-hmm. uh, whose love is infinite, who whose grace is sufficient for everything I could ever do. Like, do I want to submit to that master? I don't want to submit to the master of my career that eats away at my weekends and steals me from my family and makes me chase after a dollar sign that really does nothing for me in the end. And so mm-hmm. I think that's the, the question that comes down to it is, Everyone acts like, well, if you're following God, this idea of a good servant, you know, obeys the master, then like, oh, well, you're just following a, a taskmaster, but everyone else isn't. It's like, well, no, you are. Yeah. You get to choose. And so for me, like, I'm going to choose the God who loves me. I'm going to choose the God who has my best interest in mind. I'm going to choose the God who's with me, even in the valley moments, who, who really does love me. And the God who's not going to turn his back on me when I screw up, you know, every other master I've served, every other thing that I've chosen to be, you know, the God in my life, these idols, these things that I focused on and given my attention, they end up turning their back on me, right? Yeah. They, they, if it's people, they end up turning their back on me. If it's things I chase after, they end up crumbling and and they're not worth it. And so I think that's the, when you think about that idea of, you, you're every person follows a master. You get to choose who your master is. Yeah, like that's so freeing because then it makes you be like the guys in the story that filled the pots to the brim, mm-hmm. right? They don't, they're not having to think. They're not having to ask questions because they trust. Yeah, so they'll fill it to the brim because they were told to fill them, and that's kind of life I want to live. Like I want to be a servant who fills the pot to the brim every time that trust, trust God and trust what He says and knows he's going to be there and he's not going to change. Yeah. And I feel like we're talking about prayer. Jesus had a few things to say about prayer, you know, and we have to think about like the, when the disciples said, teach us to pray, which by the way, that's probably something we should all be asking. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're talking about it being hard to go to God for help. I think it's a lot of times because we think our will is better than God's will. Mm -hmm. And, exactly what you're saying. It's so hard to submit our will to God because we do think God's trying to suppress us or he's trying to keep us from good things. But Jesus says like you who aren't good all the time, you can give good gifts to your kids. How much more is the father in heaven gonna give good gifts to you? Mm. I think when we think of the idea of a master or a king or a Lord or anything like that, God is all those things, but he subverts those. And it's never for his own benefit. It's always for our benefit. Mm -hmm. And 
so seeing God differently makes it easier to go before him and say, no, no, I know when I come to you that it's for my good and whatever comes out of this, even if it's difficult is going to be for my good in the end. He works all things for the good of those who love him. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's really important to make sure that we know what kind of God we're approaching to when we approach him because, or else we're not going to do it. We're going to be scared to when really it's something he's inviting us into. Yeah. And I think if you got to think about it, this is weird maybe, but like if you put yourself in God's shoes, like you wouldn't love anybody. Like how many times <laughs> yeah. have people turned their back on oh, you? How yeah. many times have people said things like, like you just wouldn't extend the same grace. Like you, you wouldn't, yeah. you couldn't, like you just don't have the capacity to do that. And so mm-hmm. to know that, there's a God who who is that that loving, that big, that powerful, and powerful in the sense of like able to see past that and 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 able to say, not only am I going to see past this, but I'm going to send my own son to die so that it's covered, so that it's taken care of, so that you can be clean, you can be made righteous, you mm. can be in a right standing with me. Like nobody would sacrifice that. Like you just yeah. want it. I don't know, you can tell me you would, but you, and I'm not saying you are, but you know, <laughs> yeah. like nobody, yeah. like just nobody, nobody has the the love capacity to do that. Yeah, yeah. So Chase, if you were to say the rest of this week, what is something, one thing someone could do in order to, I don't know how else to put it, but just like to start opening themselves up to God's help in their lives, to start praying more, not for the sake of praying more, but for the sake of drawing closer to God, what would you say they could do? Yeah, I think really practical because if if it's too big, no one's going to do it. But yeah. I would think waking up five minutes before you do. And so whatever that looks like, if you're an alarm kind of person and it's 6 a.m. every morning, then 5.55, wake <laughs> up. Uh, if you know you hit the snooze, you'll have to figure it out. But uh, <laughs> I, but I think yeah. taking five minutes and and just pausing, just just getting by yourself for a moment and just saying the simple words, God, I need help. Uh, and, and once again, we all need help in something. And so you can find something every day you need help with. But I think just that vulnerable place of saying, God, I need help. And then just being quiet, just being still. Um, and, and I do think, like you mentioned earlier, man, go and, and I, I said it in the message as well, go read Matthew chapter five, just yeah, start there, man. just read that chapter. And you can use that in your five minutes, but man, that simple prayer of God, I need help. Read that chapter, read those words uh, and, and and start to apply them. You know, Find something that you read, find one thing and go do it. Uh, if it's blessing the poor, go do that, whatever that means to you. Mm. Uh, you know, if it's, if it's being with the people who are mourning, do that, whatever that means. Um, but I, I do, I think just taking that five minutes of time before you go to your solutions, before you go to the rest of your day and try to fix things uh, and just saying, God, I'm not going to do this by myself today. I'm going to do it with you. I need you. Uh, I think that's a really good starting place. I love that so much. Chase, thanks for coming on as always. Absolutely. Love talking to you. And uh, oh, do you want to tell us anything about Pathway before we hop off Yeah, here? I mean, we've been talking about it a lot, uh, which is amazing. We've got our, our August round of Pathway coming up here in just a couple weeks. Uh, step one will be on August 5th at all of our campuses. So you can get signed up there. And uh, I mentioned in the message, and we talked about even on the podcast, that whole idea of hearing God. And we mm-hmm. actually take some time in step one to talk about that. Uh, and to really dive more into 
the really the, there's a the exercise of hearing from God, but also just a couple of other tools and things you can use as mm-hmm. you're um, taking that five minutes to pray and, and how you can, um, you know, sounds simple, but journal, how you can write those thoughts down and, and compare them to the things that you're reading in God's word and the Bible. And so, um, man, if you struggle, if it still seems like a foreign concept, this idea of hearing from God, uh, I would say sign up for, for Pathway for step one and, and come check out it's our class during a service time. And you can, uh, you can learn alongside of some other people in a really practical way of how to hear from God. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I don't know about you, but I know I can take all of the help I can get. For sure. (laughs) Awesome. Chase, thanks for coming on, man. Yep. Thank you very much. There you have it. I don't know about you, but conversations like that are so challenging for me because prayer is not something that comes naturally to me. It's something I have to work at and not just to say that I pray, but to truly cultivate a dependence and trust in God. Like Chase said, doing that can be as simple as getting up a couple of minutes earlier and thanking God that you get another day and asking for his help to get through it the way he would have us get through it. If you're curious about this and want to learn more, like Chase said, Pathway is the place to start. It's just two one hour long classes on the first and second Sundays of each month. I highly recommend that everyone, whether you're young or old, whether you're new to the church or you've been here forever, I recommend that you go through them and either get on the path towards spiritual growth yourself or help others get on their path to freedom because it's only in following Jesus that we can find freedom in our lives and we need people to help us do that. So next week, we're going to be back with the next word in our summer series, Game Changers seven words that can change your life. If this has meant a lot to you, would you share this podcast? Because we're going to be doing this every week, always coming here and having conversations about what we're learning as a church, pressing in on these topics so that we can continue to follow Jesus and find even more freedom. So if you could share this with others, that would be great. So with all of that said, thanks for listening and I will see you next week.